Hello, and welcome to another episode of Perspectives by Women in Securities Finance. My name is Elena Kim Benfield, and I am your host for today's podcast, an actively engaged member of Women in Securities Finance and a co-founder. I work at Vanguard as an attorney, helping to support our global public policy group and also our securities finance division. I'm joined by Andy Mack, Vanguard's Head of U.S. Equity Trading and Portfolio Management, as well as Michelle Louis, Senior Equity Portfolio Manager. Welcome, Andy and Michelle. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having us. So let's start. Andy, you are one of my favorite people at Vanguard. How did you decide to work in the asset management industry? Thanks, Elena. I appreciate that. My grandfather actually sat me down when I was probably 11 or 12. I had saved up some money from selling lemonade at a golf course, and he showed me his investments, and he told me about mutual funds and actually helped me get started investing at an early age. Did he say to work for Vanguard? He didn't say necessarily to work for Vanguard, but Vanguard was one of his favorite asset managers. He was a huge fan of Mr. Bogle. And he had taken a lot of his readings and applied them to his investments. And do you feel like Vanguard's mission is different? Absolutely. However, I didn't necessarily know Vanguard's mission at that point in time. And even when I came to Vanguard years later, I didn't necessarily fully understand its mutual fund structure and everything that that entailed. So it was years later that I I really fully understood how Vanguard operates, and that's on behalf of the clients without any conflict of interest. Thank you, Andy. And Michelle, please tell us your story. You're an Asian American woman in the asset management industry. We all know there aren't many, many of us in the portfolio management field. How did you end up working at Vanguard and working with Andy? Sure. So like Andy, my start came around the dinner table when I was quite young. My family was very financially literate, and we often discussed the markets. I could tell you basically what stock was and what the bond was when I was quite young. My parents were very transparent about investing. And so I think that just spurred a lot of curiosity in me. And so my undergrad is in finance. I took a little bit of a detour into IT before going back to business school. But ultimately, I've actually been a client owner here at Vanguard for a very long time. And so I've known about Vanguard and its value proposition for a really long time. And so I was really fortunate to join here after the school. I think the very interesting little bit of trivia is that my very first personal investment on my own was in Vanguard S&P 500. And I'm actually now the co-manager of that fund. So fast forward, it it was an interesting circle. I think Michelle and I's story is, is important of how we started because it really took somebody to bring investments to us. And I think about how and what role we can play in encouraging new folks to join investments, especially young kids, and making sure we're reaching out and telling them about investments and what kind of a field this can be. I even took my daughter into work one time. She was six years old. And I asked her, do you want to do this for a living? And at six, she looked at me and said, no, this was a boy's job. And so I think it's really important that we focus on teaching investments to anyone that's willing to listen, because it really does only take one or two conversations to potentially spark interest. You know, that's one of the many things that I really admire about you, Andy, as a leader and, you know, your passion for DEI and the next generation. What sparks your interest in this field? Why do you feel so passionately about this topic? 
Yeah, I think originally it was probably that initial conversation with my six-year-old to realize how big the problem was that somehow a six-year-old could get in her head that only boys did certain jobs and girls did other jobs. And at that point, I really wanted to see like, what could I do to help change that narrative, whether it was micro here at Vanguard or macro across the entire industry. Here at Vanguard, we started Take Your Daughter to Work Day, where we geared an entire day around teaching young children, young girls, how this investment field could be really something that they would enjoy to do. And then in the industry, just being more outspoken, reaching out, sitting on panels and talking about the importance of having different views at the table and just doing really whatever I could to change the narrative. Michelle, have you found there to be any unique challenges for women in asset management or as a portfolio manager and particularly a woman of color in our field? Yeah, look, I think we've come a really long way, even from the time that I've been here. But I think we still have a ways to go, I think, in the industry, right? I mean, we all know that the external pool is not great, that the pipeline could be stronger. And I think it's a function of a couple of things. As Andy said, I think a lot of it starts early, right, with a lot of societal biases, even in this day about, you know, what girls are good at and what boys are good at. And I think that's why Andy and I actually had worked together a bit on Take Your Daughter to Work Day. And that's why it was really important to me. It's not directly related to my pipeline now, right? But it is related to the pipeline 20 years from now. And so I think everything that we can do to dispel some of the myths about what women and girls are capable of is really important. I also think that having people who look like you to look up to is really, really important too, right? You have to be able to imagine yourself as successful and some of that is seeing it, right? And I know that played a huge part in my decision to come here to this particular group is that there actually was a senior person here, a senior woman here who I could look up to and say, like, I could aspire to be like her, right? Not to say that there haven't been great role models who are men, and there absolutely have been. But when you're a woman and you know one of the few women, it is important to see someone who looks like you who's successful. Speaking of which, what qualities do you think are critical to being great at your job? You know, that's a good question. I think there's a lot of myths about it. So I'm a player coach. I do the day-to-day -day work of portfolio management trading, but I also am really tasked with coaching and developing others to do that. And so let, let me take that question in a couple different parts. So as a player, so as a senior portfolio manager and, and trader, and there's a few things, right? You have to really want to be working in the markets. You have to have a passion for it. You have to have a curiosity for it. I think that there are some myths about this job, that this job is 100% purely technical, that the only skill that you need is investment acumen or strong math skills, right? And I think that can't be further from the truth. I think there's a lot of this job that requires a lot of creativity. I think there's a lot of this job that requires a lot of soft skills that I think women, quite frankly, are really good at communicating, relationship building, solutioning, right? And so I think all of those things are really, really important. Now, if I pivot to the other part of this job, which is coaching and developing others, again, like I don't know that I had a preconceived notion of growing up about whether men or women were better at leadership, but I will say that I think that women can be outstanding leaders and that that job does feel a little bit different, right? There is a huge, obviously a huge relationship management component. It's being able to read the room. How empathetic are you, right? Everyone has a different leadership style, you know, understanding your brand and, and just working through other people 
is hugely important. My impact now is probably less on the player side and a lot more on how I can develop and grow my people, how I can leverage my relationships to get things done. Thank you. Andy, what are your thoughts on leadership and your role as the head of U.S. equity and trading and portfolio management? What are some of the key aspects of your job that are important? Sure. So I think Michelle touched on a lot of the skills that are required. And they're not just the skills that are required to be successful in investment management, but I do think they're the skills to be required in anything, whether it's at home or in the office. And I think a lot of that is relationship management, growth mindset, active curiosity, influence and persuasion, which is huge in whatever we do. How are we influencing? How are we persuading? And, you know, one of the things I always like to do, and this is something I I took from Brene Myers, but she talks about the platinum rule and that's treat others how they want to be treated. And that means not necessarily treating everybody the exact same, but really tailoring your leadership style to how other people best interpret or want that. And I think that's that's adapting and learning and growing constantly and even challenging yourself to be better. So being reflective after every experience, say, hey, what could I have done to handle that differently or better? And then checking on that. So being able to check with your directs to say, what could I be doing differently or what could I be doing better to improve? And again, constantly learning. Both of you raise excellent points on leadership and great teamwork and how to be successful at Vanguard and outside of Vanguard in any role. One of the many things that I've noticed working at Vanguard is the importance of getting feedback, critical feedback, and really trying to continuously improve, particularly on the softer skills as opposed to just focusing on the technical skills. And I think to Michelle's earlier point about inclusion and having other people in the workforce that you look up to and you can emulate and feel a sense of community is is so critical to a person's ability to succeed in any situation and particularly in a large organization. And I want to thank the two of you for all of your efforts on behalf of Vanguard and also for making me feel very included, particularly as a lawyer. We're not usually the first one to be picked to join the party. (laughs) They were not necessarily the favorite people at the table, but you have made working and supporting our investment team so pleasurable with kindness and appreciation. And that's, I think, one of the many reasons why I enjoy working at Vanguard. And, you know, I picked the two of you to share your insights to our community. Last question for the two of you. I know you have important things to do. What final pieces of advice would you give to anyone interested in starting to think about pursuing a career in asset management or, you know, joining Vanguard? What makes us special? Well, I'll start with what makes Vanguard special for me. And again, I I touched on this a tiny bit in the beginning of the conversation, but it's really around not having conflicts of interest. So if I think about my career over the last 20 years in investment management, every single decision that I ever had to make was always the best thing for the shareholders. There was never a thought to say, this is the best thing for me personally in my career, but this is detrimental to our shareholders, or this is good for the company because it makes profits, but bad for the shareholders. Every decision has always been to that single gold standard, moral compass of what is truly best for the shareholders. And that just makes working here so much easier, makes sleeping at night a lot easier. 
Now, on the individual side, I'll tell you that I think there's three things that will really power your career as you go forward. The first is really what you bring to the table, and that's your EQ, your IQ, your work ethic, growth mindset, relationship management, kind of all the things that make you you. The second is the opportunities that you'll get at work. Some of the you'll create for yourself through active curiosity. Others, leaders or mentors will assign to you. And the third is that network, those leaders, mentors, advocates, and sponsors. And the idea is to get all three of those really work together. So if you get an opportunity from one of your leaders, you do well, you build out your skill set, but you also build out trust. And if you can get that all working together as a flywheel, that's where you'll see the most amount of success. Thank you, Andy. Michelle, thoughts as a female minority in the asset management industry? I'm not sure that I could do a better job of summing up my advice and Andy just said, but I think there's a little bit of take a leap of faith. If it's something you really want to do, you should pursue it. Don't let the fear of not being good enough or not being able to do it keep you from doing something you really love. I think every job, there's a lot that you can learn from academics to set you up for success, but I think there's a lot that you can learn on the job as well. And if I had thought for a second that what I learned in school was necessary, I would be very, very wrong. I've learned everything that I need to do this job here, right? But it hasn't been without the support of other people and the advocacy. And Vanguard in particular is very relationship driven. So there's a lot of work that is done here through other people, right? So whether that is getting more insight, understanding their perspective, knowing who a decision maker is, working through and with other people and getting advocates and sponsors, I think is a huge part. But I think it, it really does begin with do what you love, right? And don't be afraid to pursue it, no matter what someone tells you otherwise. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Perspectives by Women in Securities Finance. We hope you enjoyed our conversation today. We are so excited to continue bringing you these discussions to further educate members across the global securities finance community, both in terms of business education and career development. If you have any topics or suggestions for future episodes, please reach out to Women in Securities Finance. You can subscribe to our podcast to hear new episodes first on all podcasting platforms. Please visit us at our website, womeninsecuritiesfinance.com. Follow us on LinkedIn and join our private LinkedIn group. Thank you again, Andy and Michelle. We appreciate your time. And thank you to our listeners. Be sure to join us for our next episode of Perspectives by Women in Securities Finance.